Hey, y'all. Today's podcast is powered by Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Don't forget this holiday season, Crumble Cookies caters. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a bunch of those cookies at your holiday party, your potluck, your gathering, think about that big pink box showing up. You can do the big cookies or the smaller cookies, and you can find out more about the catering at crumblecookies.com. On the menu this week, the waffle, better than Saturday morning breakfast, a waffle cookie smothered with maple syrup, and a dollop of buttercream frosting. They also have the caramel shortbread featuring Twix. Now, this is a buttery sugar cookie, and they fill the cookie with these Twix pieces, and they top that with mm. a gooey layer of caramel and chili milk chocolate. And then there's crunchy chopped Twix pieces on top of that as well. How about the semi-sweet chocolate chunk? Chocolate chip, but make it chunky. A delicious cookie filled with irresistible semi-sweet chocolate chunks and a sprinkle of flaky sea salt. There's also the peppermint cupcake. It's a chocolate cookies and cream cookie. And they roll this in cookies and cream crumbs and they layer that with peppermint cream cheese frosting and they sprinkle the top of that with candy cane pieces. How about the ginger snap? A holiday classic, a cookie bursting with flavors of molasses, brown sugar, cinnamon, and ginger, all topped with a dash of sugar crystals. They also have the mystery cookie. Now, this could be one of your favorites, or maybe it's some cookie that you've never tried before. You can go to the Crumble app and see what the Jonesboro store is offering. And the classic pink sugar, an all-time favorite vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink swoop of real almond frosting. And don't forget the milk chocolate chip as well. It's the classic cookie. It's the can't go wrong. It's thick, it's soft, and it's packed with milk chocolate chips. And it's amazing, man. It's the first one I grab every single time. Check out Crumble Cookies in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can download the app, order online, save yourself some time. Uh, always remember, never forget Crumble Cookies caters, and you can find out more at crumblecookies.com. Here's your podcast. <laughs> is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is December the 14th of 2022. We're glad you guys are up with us this morning, letting us kick off your day. All right. First thought of the day, KP, go. Went through my coat closet yesterday, and I hit the jackpot. What? Not only did I find a scrunched up $20 bill in one of the pockets, but in another pocket of the same jacket, I found a maybe once used lip gloss. Holy goodness. Ladies, I know, y'all know that that's a big deal. And it was such a happy moment for me. And it was, I mean, it's almost been a year since I have worn this specific jacket. And it was like this gift I didn't have to pay for. Man. But I, I awesome. did, but it didn't feel like it because I forgot. It's like a gift. What did you do with your twenty bucks? Oh, I still have it. It's for oh, like, you do? yeah, it's for lunch later, or maybe like, you know, I don't know, a or drink, a cup of ice. Yeah. Oh, I need to go out and buy some ice today. A coffee. Oh gosh. You know. That's a sore subject. Brandon, the it's coffee. a sore subject every time. What's the coffee expenses? I bet we spend five hundred bucks a month in coffee. <laughs> Okay, maybe that's exaggerative, but then again, there's probably a good chance it's not. <laughs> Ridiculous. First thought of the day, double B, go. So, you know, sometimes um, we feel guilty when we eat things. I went through a drive-thru uh, for lunch, and nobody else wanted anything, so I got myself my lunch, and I had to slide in a little cookie, 
because they offered me a cookie. And I I'm don't like, know where you went. Give me the cookie. <laughs> and I got home and I was kind of full. And I was like, if I leave this cookie out on the counter, somebody's going to eat it. Don't tell me you did it. I got Brandon caught hiding you. it. <gasps> That's even worse. <laughs> I was hiding it over the uh, the oven. And Leslie said, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, nothing. She's like, are you hiding a cookie? And I said, well, if I leave it out, one of y'all's going to eat it. So I thought I'd just hide it. Well, actually, that's true. Then I forgot about it, and I remembered it this morning as I was drinking coffee. How was it? It's like your $20, man, for the win. Man, our days are starting off okay, right? It is. Thanks for starting your morning with Arkansas's Morning Show. All right, let's catch up on what's trending this morning with Arkansas's Morning Show. One of the big headline stories that's trending this morning is about TikTok because the Florida senator, you've probably heard of Marco Rubio, he's introduced a bill that could ban TikTok from operating in the United States because he believes that this company, ByteDance, which has an affiliation with China, is stealing our information. So not only are they going to try to recommend us to not use TikTok mm-hmm. because of you know Chinese involvement, but now they're going to try to make it a law across the United States that we couldn't get on there. Talking about people, an uproar. Like, do you ever think about that when you log into TikTok? I I have before because I've heard people say that, but I'm like, if you don't think that people already have our information or whatever from some other random app that all of us download, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Not really a major concern to you? To me, no. It's like, what are they going to get? What kind of, I don't put my credit card information on TikTok. I don't either. Unless they're going to start tracking us. But Marco Rubio is trying to introduce this bill that could ban TikTok across the U.S. And congratulations to Bryce Leatherwood. He's 22 years old from Statesboro, Georgia, and he was crowned the winner of season 22 of The Voice last night. This is the ninth win for uh, Blake Shelton, by the way, uh, which he's going to be stepping away from this whole thing. I guess he's got one more season next next year. Yeah, he's going to do the spring season then be done. Um, but 11 years. So after 11 years, it's going to be kind of weird not seeing Blake, but it'll be cool to see who maybe comes in later. Yeah, so congratulations goes out to Bryce Leatherwood, the winner of The Voice from last night. And there's a trending story this morning from St. Louis, you know, up in the loo. Is that good? The loo. That's what some people say. It's in the loo. The loo is like the bathroom. And in St. Louis. So they were saying a customer was shot at a KFC, and the deal was the guy's either in his 40s or 50s, and he was at the drive-thru, and uh, they told him they were out of corn at KFC. And he wasn't happy about that, so he started making threats. He was Mm -hmm. at the order gimmick, and he was making threats, saying, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, my corn, how do you not have any corn? So an employee came outside to talk to the guy, like, hey, calm down. And uh, the guy shot the employee at KFC Mm. over corn. So the employee was taken to the hospital. Uh, he's in critical condition, but stable at this point. The suspect just drives away after shooting Jeez. the employee, all because of corn. I've never been so excited for corn in my life. We're scared for drive-thru workers. I mean, yeah, what do you say? And you just let them continue to go off and rant or something like that? Mm. But, like, really, who's ordering the corn at KFC? Like, even if I see it in one of those bowls, right? I see, like, hey, there's some chicken and there's some mashed potatoes and gravy. Like, is anybody really eating the corn? Like, sprinkling corn on your mashed potatoes and gravy? But you know how they have that in those bowls. Mm-hmm. It's like a famous bowl, but there's some corn in it. Is anybody really excited about the corn? It's not really adding any ma- major flavor, I don't think. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. That's a great question. The student St. Louis was kind of fired up up there in the loop. You're going to so. have to ask the colonel. Ooh, that's a good one.
<laughs> That's what's trending this morning as you get your day started with Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show high five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to a number of officers around the state of Arkansas who were named Law Enforcement Officers of the Year. So Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge was hosting a law enforcement uh, banquet. It's a luncheon at the Benton Event Center. Uh, congratulations goes out to Fort Smith Police Officer Robin Gaines. In Hot Springs, Police Officers Stephen Parrott and James Moore, they were named as the 2022 Law Enforcement Officers of the Year. So congratulations yeah. to them. They're saying that Robin Gaines from Fort Smith was involved in a domestic violence dispute, which resulted in him getting injured. And that's one of the reasons that he was honored. And then officers Parrott and Moore from Hot Springs, uh, they stopped that shooting outside of the high school graduation at the Hot Springs Convention Center. They saved countless lives and they were celebrated as well. So here's to you, officers of the year. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's High Five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. You can check availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing a big on a Wednesday morning. It is December the 14th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning. This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Keith Urban. Congratulations goes out to Keith Urban. He has, I guess, some early extra Christmas money because he has just now sold his entire music catalog. We're talking 10 studio albums, uh, his greatest hits package as well. Uh, He sold the rights to all of his music. We don't know exactly what was paid for that, but typically this is a Mm -hmm. ton of money. Uh, And a lot of artists do this. Number one is a way, of course, to get the cash, but then to make sure their music is preserved for mm-hmm. you know the rest of time. Yeah. So, congratulations to Keith Urban. He sold the rights to songs like this and, and songs like this. Keith Urban's catalog includes. I, much, I mean, really, there's so many. But for the grace of God, do I? I must have been born. Keith Urban has some extra cash for Christmas. So congratulations, Keith Urban. We have country music news today on Luke Bryan. So Luke Bryan has a new hit career, or has hit a new career milestone with his latest single. He has another number one hit with his single, Country On. Hey, cowboy. That rope, that dirt, the that reason this is a big deal 
That brings his overall total of number one hits to 30. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I know. Luke was quick to turn around and thank everyone involved uh, for supporting his dream and the number 30. Uh, so number one songs at Country Radio, that's crazy to hear for 30 number one songs. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But he went on to say, hey, hey, USA, <laughs> we ain't seen our better days. And it's come to get, it's a come together moment. I couldn't have handpicked a better 30th. Love y'all. So congrats to Luke Bryan. A new career milestone, 30 number one hits. And country music news today on Morgan Wall. Congratulations to Morgan Wall, and he has the top three spots on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. He's the first artist to ever have three songs in all three top spots with Billboard. So congratulations to him. Now, the songs that are there right now include You Prove. I need something you prove. Wasted on You is there. And then one of the new songs off of his sampler, the song is called One Thing at a Time. It's just another record-breaking week for Morgan Wallen, which seems like kind of like the norm now. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A 33-year-old woman named Sarah Richards Richards was arrested for stealing a guy's $12,000 watch in Las Vegas. And she came up with a pretty elaborate plan. Sarah flirted with the guy and was invited back to his room. And they started um, playing a game of Twister. Oh, Twister. 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 You played that game. Uh, yeah, I played that game before. All right. And she told him that he should take off his watch or it might cut her oh. and insisted that he keep drinking his wine. Well, Sarah swiped the watch, but Gosh. the guy noticed and followed her out and alerted security. Uh-uh. The police were called, but they couldn't find the watch at first. She later admitted that the watch was hidden. Oh, she hid the watch. In a special gotcha. hiding place on her. <clears throat> Wait. No. Sarah, that, no, that, Sarah was arrested and charged with grand larceny, and police later found out that Sarah is from Baltimore and was in town to attend a court hearing related to another similar crime. Oh. She was arrested in Vegas back in June for the very same thing. What a disaster. She swept a guy off his feet, drugged him, and stole a $100,000 wristwatch. Who is wearing a $100,000 wristwatch? Right, Joe Cook. Oh, you know what? There you go. It's unclear if that one was also hidden or if that's just a new tactic she's working on. But speaking of stealing a watch, I made a belt out of watch out of watches last week. Oh my gosh, a belt out of watches? It was a waste of time. Okay, you know what? No. That one was bad. Can we? I'm g- I'll stop. I want to take this whole show back now. <laughs> and there's even more proof Oof. that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Well, 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 time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, December the 14th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. 
Happy birthday goes out to Kara Malin from Maynard, who celebrates a birthday today. Gretchen Hunt in Paragould. Gordon Metzger of Jonesboro. Happy birthday. Brittany Ann Oliver of Jonesboro has a birthday today, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. Curtis Connor of Mariana is celebrating. What about Sammy Lewis Sr.? Lewis Barbecue celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday. He's always been real nice to me for forever, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Adams of Paragould is celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, Cody Epps from Wynn is celebrating. Vince Young of Jonesboro and Robert Henson from Wynn celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Happy birthday today to pop star Tori Kelly, who is 30 today. How about this? Tori Kelly is 30 today. Happy birthday to Vanessa Hutchins. She's 34. Of course, that was Gabriella in High School Musical and Rizzo in Grease Live. Happy birthday to Dee Wallace, who is 74. That was Elliot's mom in E.T. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to Hal Williams, who is 84. That was Officer Smitty on Sanford and Son and Lester on 227. I watched both mm-hmm. of those shows. And happy birthday today to Cliff Williams, who is 73, the bassist for ACDC. Come on. Cliff Williams, ACDC, celebrating today. Happy birthday, Cliff Williams. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Cliff Williams of ACDC, who turns 73 today. Happy birthday, Cliff. Hope you have a good one. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, a big thank you to the team at NEA Baptist and the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Duck Classic was last night, and people are out hunting this morning, and uh, actually the sun came up, which is kind of cool. But it was a, a really neat event last night with... I don't know how many people were there, but it felt like thousands of people all dressed up in mm-hmm. in uh, their camo, and the girls got glammed up, and it was just a cool thing to be out there and to see how many people and how this community mm-hmm. supports uh, the programs of the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. And I had never been to a Duck Classic, so I enjoyed kind of getting to see what it was all about. And like you said, everybody that did buy something, like a ticket or whatever, the money that it's almost like you don't feel bad about spending because mm-hmm. you know that it's going to these programs right here, right here where we are, mm-hmm. that are helping people um, and just in their daily lives, stuff no. they, that they that they need. There was so much there, so much gear, so many things I didn't even realize they were hunting things. Like, hey, what do you do with this? Right. Uh, we got to learn a, lo- a lot about stuff like that. The, the dogs that were up in the live auction, uh, that little, that one little Australian doodle poodle. Oh schmoodle. my goodness! That freaking dog was yes, adorable. I it's know. like a little Murphy Lee, but a blonde Murphy Lee. Yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, let's see here. We had the chance. We had the chance to run into Doctor Todd Shields, uh, of which we we're buddies, right? Like I think we're we'll be decent friends as time goes on. <clears throat> but but I do this deal with him where I start grabbing on him, and it probably makes him uncomfortable a little bit. And then as we were leaving last night, I'm like, Brandon, hey, man. you make everyone uncomfortable. 
but I reached up because I noticed as I patted him, he had big traps. And I was squeezing his traps. No, what, you can go do some shoulder shrugs now? Or for what? sure, because okay. he's got big traps. And then I was like, this is kind of weird in front of the place for me to be squeezing his it's traps. It's also weird when his wife, who, by the way, I had just met last night, yeah. um, she's the one we need to get excited about. Why she's awesome. No, she's and, I, but she, and she's funny. I was just telling her how much I loved her daughter and how I followed her daughter. And she was like, well, do you follow me? And then, but she was kind of being funny, and I was like, "She has jokes." Oh, yeah, she is like, nice. And I was telling because Doctor Shields hit the shady button on me and didn't do an interview or something I had invited them to do. So she's like, "You should ask me next time. I'll be better anyway." So I told her last night, "Okay, forget it. Forget this guy." And I have a feeling she would uh, really get along with uh, your wife and I, <laughs> and we could have our own podcast all about. She is you. uninvited. Uninvited. How about uh, we saw Joe Cook from Sissy's Log Cabin last night, um, and you know uh, he comes over and he sits down with us, and I'm talking to him about <laughs> jewelry and stuff because you know it's like hey, it's a holiday season. I need some ideas and stuff like that. And as he's leaving, this uh-huh. is this is the proof that what I say uh, ends up becoming trendy. As as Joe Cook got up to leave, he literally said the words. I forgot I'm mad at him for this. Word to your mother. Which I told you I was bringing back, and if Joe Cook is going to say no, it, I brought it back. He knows that it sounds dumb. But it's cool. Sometimes what sounds dumb is cool. And uh, we did that last night. I got to see Danny Ford from Glen Sane. He's always nice to talk to you. Shane Spites made fun of me again. Uh, Mayor Copenhaver. We had a ton of people asking if uh, Kelly was really going to sing with Mayor Copenhaver. <laughs> Uh, the national anthem. Well, it happened. And I'm sure that someone got it on video, I'm sure. No, unfortunately, I was the one who had to hear her <laughs> under her breath singing the national I anthem. I was singing a different part as yeah. we were singing the national anthem. Yeah. I just it wasn't It sounded like a stage. different song, yeah. as a matter of fact. Well, let's talk about uh, when we got to visit with the Poff family, and you kept uh, backing <laughs> your rear end up on Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Poff in yeah. front of her children. Her children are grown-ups. It's not like they're little kids. I know, but that sounded funnier. So Audrey Poff grabbed my butt one time, and she has this no. excuse she has a bad shoulder. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to start using that one. Feel. Yeah. Yeah. You have a bad shoulder? Uh, we hear I, that all the time. Right. I'm going to start you. grabbing butts when I take pictures Y'all, of people. I'm he like, starts walking up to her and starts backing up his... <laughs> he's true. like, I know that you want to go ahead. And he just kept backing up, backing up. And her her girls are like, what is happening? It was like I was, car- I was Cardi B in it. I was like, boom, boom, boom. Is that what That's it was? What was you were Cardi B. I was Cardi B in it. All right. <clears throat> Cardi B. Cardi double B. That doesn't work. Okay, I'm done. Uh, anyways, a big night last night. Thanks to the entire crew at NEA Baptist. Rhonda Parker did a great job. And Kim Provost and Ty Jones and literally the whole crew at NEA mm-hmm. Baptist. We appreciate uh, letting us be involved and uh, getting to be out there as uh, hosts of the auctions and stuff like that. So, Duck Classic, if you didn't get to make it, we'll see you out there next year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. And we're joined this morning by the man who was introduced last night at the Duck Classic as <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> he's the one that makes you feel He's the one they call And he's going to be your Frankenstein. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic <laughs> Medicine at Arkansas State University, the one and only Dr. Shane Spites. What's happening, man? Good morning, guys. How are you? Did y'all enjoy yourselves last night at the Duck Classic? 
We Man. did. You know my favorite part of the Duck Classic? Have I told you that yet? Hmm. No. Come here. No, it was when you were making fun of me in front of everybody, trying to talk about how I looked small. It was the greatest I moment did. ever. Brandon, I was like 100 yards away. Like, everybody looks small 100 yards away. No, no. You, I could see you in the distance. No, sucker. Mm-hmm. You know what you were doing, because yeah, let me tell you <laughs> what he did. He's going to try to play it off cool now. He has a picture of me standing at the top of the venue, right? Uh, he was uh, he was paparazzi in me. Who's that girl you're talking? That to? is not a you idiot. That is our coworker. <laughs> His name is Ryan. <laughs> All I get from Shane is a text, and this is at six twenty four, and it says you look smaller in person. Oh, because <laughs> he knows what's going to get you. He, he knew knows. It. He knew immediately. <laughs> he goes, went. He went in the back and started doing push ups. Oh gosh, don't bring that up because Shane asked me about that. And, and I told him I did do a pump workout before we got there. <laughs> but you that, look good, Brandon. You really did. You look good. Well, thank you. You look good. Hey, doesn't it, you look good. doesn't it make sense to get your blood flowing before you go and host an event like that? Um, so let me think about it. Yeah, I'd say, I, would, I would not disagree with that. I would say that absolutely. I would say that um, just just for different, I mean, obviously different reasons, but, um, you know, to make sure that you're mentally sharp. Yes. Sure that mm-hmm. you're, you're on task. I, I could see. I could buy into that. I don't know that I could pull a study out, but I could buy into that. But when I'm when I'm over there and I'm doing my workout, right, and I'm breathing kind of heavy, doesn't that mean more oxygen's going into my blood, and all of a sudden I'm going to feel more alive and be smarter and stuff? I you know, you are you it. are absolutely. Well, hang on. The last part I don't know that I can speak to, but okay. you absolutely are increasing oxygenation to the blood. And and you know, actually, one of the articles I've been covering today, you, you, that was a great segue. Sweet. One of the articles that I was going to talk about actually uh, came out end of November. Uh, it was a study from the European Heart Journal. And get this, eight minutes of vigorous exercise a day is really all that you need to make the significant decreases in cardiovascular death and cancer death wow. and things like that. I mean, and, and when, <clears throat> when I say significant, um, I mean like they were saying – Lowering your cause of death from any cause by 36%. Oh, lowering wow. your chances of heart disease by 35%. The key is, like I said, it's got to be vigorous exercise. So you're really, I mean, you're basically going 100% for eight minutes. Yeah. And they talk about just the, the things that occur within your body in terms of, just as you mentioned, increasing oxygenation, increasing blood flow to areas. Uh, strengthening the linings of the arteries. I mean, all of it. And they looked at this. It was like they—they they, what they did was they tracked these people who wore like you know these Fitbits, these fitness trackers. Yeah. They tracked about seventy-one thousand people and studied them in the UK. And this was the data they came out came out with. So I, I thought that was actually pretty cool. They're, we're hearing more and more about a vigorous workout. You don't have to you don't have to do a long hour, hour and a half workout. I mean, in terms of the health benefits, if you want to do a short burst of just kind of a lot of, uh, you know, use a lot of energy uh, in kind of a high intensity workout. So uh, are you basically saying, though, that that there's no difference if I worked out for an hour, like an hour of cardio versus eight minutes? Because who would choose an hour if you can get the same results in eight minutes? Well, I'm saying it depends on what you're trying to get. And that's why I want to be specific about that. But in terms of Hey, I want to live longer. Yeah. Hey, I want you know my heart to be in better shape. You can potentially get that out of a hard, an intense eight-minute workout. That's now, awesome. when we talk about toning muscles, when we talk about building bone strength, uh, certainly in the elderly. Uh, in the elderly, you know, you'll hear about people, um, um, older individuals, they'll fall and break their hip, or they'll trip, or you know, they have trouble going up and down stairs. Yep. Those back leg muscles. 
those are the muscles that atrophy the first uh, um, in older people. So those muscles start to kind of um, um, go away or lose their strength. That's the first set of muscles in the body. And that's why elderly people will typically trip or fall is because they're not as toned there. So like those muscles, I encourage all my older patients, this is what you need to be working on. These are the muscles that, you know, in your legs you need to be working on to reduce the chance of falling and hip fractures. So is, are the leg exercises the most important exercises for somebody that gets older? Because, I mean, you hear the deal, and, and I believe it in many ways that, you know, it's harder to do physical exercise as you get older. Your body just doesn't uh, respond in the same way. But what are some of the most important things that, that we could have the elderly population do that keeps them healthier? So, yes, you're exactly right. Those, the, 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 those back leg muscles. So things that you can do, you like stair steppers and things like that, and the machines that actually work those leg muscles, because that'll that'll help a ton in terms of making sure that when you're lifting that leg up, you're not going to trip over that step or trip over that curb. Um, some upper arms, upper arms really um, does a good job uh, too in terms of toning and keeping that upper body strength to be able to just navigate throughout your regular day. Yoga does a really good job because it maintains balance. And again, the big thing that, that yoga helps with is injury prevention mm-hmm. in terms of, hey, I had to turn real quick and grab this or, you know, some, my coffee's about to fall off the, you know, the ledge of my desk. So I reached to grab it real quick. And, and everybody can kind of say this. Oh, I kind of torqued my back when I did this or I was in the grocery store and I whipped around real quick to grab a you know, sack of potatoes or something like that. And I hurt my back. Or Those are the things where yoga and, and the significant stretching exercises that's where that really comes into play and is very helpful is to prevent injuries. Let me ask you about this. One of the trending stories that we've kind of watched this week is the story on the Mississippi State football coach, Mike Leach. Have you seen that story? I did. That was so sad. Um, but, but I have. I've been following that a little bit, too. Yeah, so he's 61, obviously a high-stress job, um, you know, ends up in a, in a cardiac situation over the weekend and then didn't make it. And I look at that, that data and I'm like, golly, 61 seems so young. Is there a sign in, in that, that uh, obviously, you know, we don't know what is up with people's hearts and they probably need to have their hearts checked. Everybody probably needs uh, to do that. But in a, in a job like a coaching job, which is high stress, are higher stress levels, higher cortisol levels, uh, making us more at risk for heart problems? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hands down, when you're when you're in those situations where you've got to perform or, you you know, you've got, you know, your jobs on the line based on how, you know, your team performs. And uh, absolutely, those are high stress jobs. And so, yes, we do know that mental stress and like you said, those higher cortisol levels or catecholamine levels in the body can actually negatively affect you over time. And that's why we talk about how important it is to to be mentally healthy to be able to, to take breaks and be able to step back away from those high-stress situations, spend time with, you know, family or doing hobbies or just unplugging, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, because here we are in the holidays, and this in and of itself can be a high-stress situation. And so this is an important time for people to try to kind of take a step back and say, hey, look, let's, let's be thankful for where we are and what we've got and, you know, just kind of kind of take a moment, so to speak, and kind of recenter ourselves mentally because, you know, there's a lot that goes on, you know, with family and, like I said, just the holidays themselves. But, um, yeah, in terms of his situation, I, what I would recommend to people is uh, certainly don't ignore any warning signs. If you're having chest pain, if you have any neck, jaw, or arm pain, certainly in stressful situations or after you have uh, an increased amount of activity, 
need to be seen immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great. This is another reason why we encourage people to have an annual visit to their physician um, to be able to have these conversations. And really, a lot of the stuff that we talk about on, on your show here, Brandon, is you know are things that we can do preventatively in terms of hey, are you eating right? Are you getting enough sleep? What's your exercise regimen look like? All of these things uh, can go to reducing your risk of having an event like this. Let's be, if we're going to be kind of uh, fully transparent, let's talk about the the idea of us going in for the annuals. What percentage of the population do you think actually goes in for an annual checkup? Um, so it, it, it's a it's a little bit of a, an inverse or an upside down bell shaped curve. Okay. So. When you're really young, your mom takes you in for a well child exam. So we get babies in fairly frequently. Right. Usually in that first year of life, we're pretty good on that. We drop off when they start hitting two, three, and four. So once they hit school age, typically you start dropping off and they don't go to, you know, they're not sick. There's nothing wrong. They've got all their shots. Uh, so they don't typically go. Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, you don't see adolescents going. I don't see teenagers very often. Um, I don't see. Um, you know, we're, we've got our NYT clinic there on the A-State campus, and um, I will see some ASU students for like a, um, just because they've got a, their, their program requires it, like a nursing program requires a physical exam. But by and large, most of the ASU students I'm seeing is because they're sick at the time. So you don't see them for, for wellness. Um, and certainly into, you know, the 20s and 30s and 40s, I think people for the most part don't, don't go see their doctor annually there. Um, it starts picking back up when, <laughs> to be honest with you, People around you start getting sick with cancer, start dying. You're like, yeah, I probably need to need to go be seen by a physician. And so it starts picking back up in your 50s. And then, you know, once you hit 65 or so, you're pretty consistent um, uh, for the most part because a lot of the screening exams occur during then. Well, you know, whether we're talking about colonoscopy, we're talking about mammograms, you know, things of that nature, um, pneumonia vaccines, it starts picking up when you get older. But that middle, that middle piece right there, we don't have really good compliance, uh, really just across the board. And that's what I was worried about. Again, Dr. Shane Spites joins us this morning. I was kind of thinking that a lot of times in a situation where somebody real, you know, realizes they have some type of a heart condition, it's almost at a point where something has to be done drastically to, to fix it. We're not going in and catching a lot of those things early. We typically go when something's wrong as opposed to, to being proactive. That is an excellent point. And, I'm on, and this, is, this, is a, this is a number that's always, it's always staggering to me. But Brandon, between seventy-five to eighty percent of the diseases that we manage are preventable. Mm. That's so seventy-five crazy. to eighty percent are preventable, and it goes to exactly what you just said. If you can start earlier and you can adopt good lifestyle, most of these diseases you either won't see until you're significantly older, or you won't see at all. We're talking about hypertension. We're talking about type two diabetes. I mean, even some cancers. Um, and you're exactly right. It's just that we, as a society, we wait until something's wrong before we go get it checked out, as opposed to early on having these conversations with our doctors in terms of, hey, you know what? You really need to have a, a larger meal in breakfast, you have a lighter meal at dinner, you need to kind of cut back on the red meat, you need to reduce your alcohol intake. You know, we don't need to be smoking or vaping or anything like that. Um, you know, we need more fruits and vegetables. The, the activity needs to be just what we talked about. You know, these are the different ways you can do it. We'd like to see. 30 minutes a day, but hey, if you can do eight minutes of vigorous exercise, all of this information is is studied and is out there. But, you know, we end up having these conversations. Hey, here you are in after your heart attack. These are the things you should have been doing. Yeah, That's so crazy. We could be out there preventing it at the same point. Uh, but that's the reason we turn to Dr. Spites. He can make us all a little bit smarter every single Wednesday when we talk to him. 
here on The Breakfast Club. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He is the one and only Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Shane Spites. (laughs) Great chatting with you, man, and we'll talk to you again next week. Guys, you have a great week. Thank you so much. Y'all take care. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by a very special guest. Mr. Big Time showed up in his suit and stuff. Of course. He is the mayor of the city of Jonesboro. Harold Copenhaver joins us this morning. What's happening, man? Oh, boy, we got a lot of great things going on. So it's good to see you both. I mean, I... I feel like I just see you everywhere I go. I know. No, and we and that's the thing. And I told him because I opened the front door for him. And I'm like, you ever get tired of wearing a suit? Because like every time I see him, like you are decked out. I've Does never, like- yeah, I've never not seen seen you in a suit. Well, it's Is it just part of it. It, you know, I think it. I want to set the tone, yep. and I feel it's my responsibility to be the best at all times. Yeah. So the suit's mm-hmm. part of it. Part of it. You think it's a power thing too? Like, is there is there power in a suit? You know, I I don't. I I think it's more how you address yourself personally and hold yourself up straight and Uh-oh. and uh, provides a little bit of confidence and you know that that's the tone that I want to set. Do Wait. you have a sock game? Do you like wearing fancy socks? He does. No, let me see. Are you kicking up your foot? <laughs> Christmas it's mistletoe. Socks. <laughs> holly. That's great. Mistletoe or holly or something like that. I do have a a sock thing. Okay, okay? so I do like socks. Do you do your own shopping, or does Kathleen go out and do the you shopping know, for you? Kath- Kathleen has such great taste, yeah. obviously. Uh-huh. Oh, of course, you're, look who she married. <laughs> oh, God. Set him up, or he set me go. up. <laughs> but, uh, no, Kathleen, she, we know she does go you. with me, and, and obviously, before I step out the door, I'm like, okay, does this uh-huh. go or yeah. not? No, no, hon, but go back. Can you tell you know. when she kind of is questioning it but doesn't want to tell you? Does she give you one of those looks mm. like, what is that? After 40 years, she tells me. Oh, she'll uh-huh. just go straight up. She tells me. 40 years, huh? 40 years. That's crazy. Isn't that great? You know what's neat about uh, seeing what you do? And, you know, I see you at a ton of stuff. We run not in the same circles, but we are a lot of the same <laughs> events. Uh, and, man, for you, and I've talked to you about this before, it's like your crew's always there. And it's not – I mean, obviously, you have your employees and the people that are your circle at work and in the city of Jonesboro. But, man, your family is with you at everything that you go to, which I think is really neat to see. Well, and, you know, as the older that that I've become and hopefully more mature in my life, you know, it's faith, family, and work. Yeah. And that's the precedence that I said. And with the city employees, that's the same thing. I want to know about their families. And we meet with the employees once they receive a 5, 10, 15, 20-year pin. Mm-hmm. I want them to come up, and they do with their families, their kids. And we just have personal talk. It's not about business, but yeah. it's important that, you know, they know that I'm there as a family person as well. And, and, uh, uh, anyway, it's, it's a great relationship. No, but I love to see that, mm-hmm. to see your wife and your kids yes. and grandbabies running around. And I saw a picture of you, uh, downtown at joy fest and it looked like you had one of the grandbabies in your arms. I did. Or I you did. grabbed somebody it, else's kid it, for a picture. I don't know. <laughs> any child will do. Right. Any child will do. <laughs> hey, I want to talk, uh, let's go through a couple things. I made a bunch of notes and I don't know what your day looks like, but let's run through some of it. Uh, I love the idea that you guys put out a press release uh, on the agenda that you guys want uh, more police presence out while people are holiday shopping. And you said that this was done not necessarily because we have issues, but just to make people feel better. And and that's exactly right. I mean, I was um, in church Sunday and I was discussing several things and I heard several of the women talking about shopping and everything else. And the idea just came to me. And so I went to uh, Chief Elliott and he got his department directors and, and they came up with a plan. And, and we were able to find 
funding. Now, this doesn't take away from our current um, uh, officers being on duty. Mm -hmm. It will be only overtime, but uh, we set it up in a quadrant, like six different zones. And uh, so throughout the holidays, we will have an additional police presence in our parking lots and our shopping centers and around the community just to let people know that they're there. I think that's incredible Mm -hmm. because, you know, you hear those stories and a lot of times, uh, you know, we see stories from major markets (laughs) where something's gone on. And, you know, a lot of times the media, national media, especially will try to kind of scare people. Oh my gosh, what if this happens in your city? Uh, We don't want to think about that, but we want to be realistic that if, if we're better prepped, maybe we deter some of that. It's preemptive. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what we're doing is being proactive as well. And, the other thing is, you know, I support our police officers and our first responders 100%. Yep. The great thing is this community is heads above many communities in the state of Arkansas. Yep. And I believe we have the finest officers in the state. It's a big job, man, to go out there and do that. Absolutely. Again, Mayor Harold Copenhaver joins us in studio this morning. Another thing I saw, and maybe you can give us a little <laughs> more information on this, the importance of bridging uh, downtown Jonesboro. With Arkansas State, and that's a big project, a big vision that you guys have for something that you're working on is really trying to to get downtown and Arkansas State more accessible and more, I guess, cohesive. You know, Brandon Kelly, this is really the first step in a long-term plan to gap not only our community, then other communities with the city of Jonesboro, and then um, other parts of the state. And we've seen it be successful in other areas. But in order for us to maintain and retain our younger generation we have to provide things that they enjoy doing and these are outdoor activities and it it also allows people for safe pedestrian and bicycling uh, throughout the community and so this is step one now it takes a long time for this to happen it took us about a year and a half to get easements just for this one section right how important is arkansas state to the city no it's uh, i can't put a dollar value on it um more so, it's the partnerships that um, we are going to be ascertaining uh, over the next coming years with the new leadership out there. Um, I'm really looking forward to that and the city and Arkansas State University working together. Uh, industry. You know, you see a lot of times we go out there toward the industrial area and there's a lot of business out there and some businesses that we probably would have never dreamed would be in Northeast Arkansas, you know. Uh, what is it about this area that it allows, you know, big business to come in here and start doing what they're doing out there in the industrial park area? Well, number one, I think it's the people in the community. And, you know, I hear multiple times of people from um, Arizona coming in from New York, all over Michigan, Minnesota, and they come to Jonesboro and they go like, I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. The people are so hospitable. The community's wonderful. Mm-hmm. The educational process is, is phenomenal. Right. Uh, public school, private school, and uh, individuals homeschooling. And, you know, uh, to engage our industrial partners is another key focus of mine as well back into the community. And that is a growing oh, yeah. area out there. And we're advancing as we go. Sure. Um, we just built, uh, uh, we just opened up a, a facility, Camfield's uh, 290,000 square feet facility Jeez. it's amazing and so we just continue to go uh <clears throat> i saw and it was uh, i guess a month or two ago and you and i even had a text exchange about this uh the new deal that you guys have worked up with mm-hmm. ritter uh was very important uh to a lot of people and the news was it was a big deal to hear that you know the partnership was with ritter what does the ritter uh, relationship with the city of jonesboro mean as we go forward uh, allowing them to have more access to parts of the city well number one it's about competition and I believe all the community, they need 
uh, choices. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the state um, and federal government have provided broadband services for county, right. but not cities of our size. So what can I do? 70% of our youth go home and they don't have broadband connectability. Right. Okay. So the educational tool is, is really lacking. So this partnership, uh, it's about a $60 million. Uh, if we were wow. to build it on our own from the city, and some cities have passed taxes to do that, but we're not doing that. Right. And so what we did, we put out a bid and said, hey, who would like to step up and be a partner with the city? And so Ritter was chosen from that. They stepped up, went beyond. But one key element in that was customer service. And they're going to open at least two additional facilities for customer service in our community. And those were the calls that I was getting when I got in office just daily and constant about the inability and inefficiency of customer service uh, for our television and and, uh, other link services. That's a big deal. Uh, there was an announcement from uh, Parks and Rec in the city that you guys were looking to add an additional city pool to one of the parks. You know, that's in the budget, and that's going through the process mm-hmm. right now. And so, again, it's all about seeing what we can do with with our revenues and uh, what way we want to go with it. But I think this has been an ongoing request for at least 10 years or more, and it's really important that Northside have the same opportunity mm-hmm. that other parts of our city does. And so – this will provide not only the ability for swimming lessons, it provides opportunity for outdoor as well, but more in community involvement. It's does, very important. Does that trump the the long-awaited uh, uh, aquatic center? I've seen this. You know, There's been talk about that for years and years, and, hey, we should do this in the city. A city of our size should have this. And I know there's been different planning stages. Where do we stand with that? Or is this, is this pool out there at Parker Park going to be kind of uh, in place of that? No, the Parker Park is, is totally separate uh, on its own. And so that will be a city-run facility. It's a much smaller venue, right. and it allows for individuals in that part of the community to be able to have access to a pool. So the um, you're talking about the sports complex. Sure, yeah. And so right. that is way, well underway. Uh, the acquiring of the property, we've already gotten to that stage. And then Jerry Morgan, who does a great job leading the AMP, um, they are actually uh, looking at developers at this point. And so I'm really pleased with that. It's about a 200000 uh, square foot facility, half of which will be like an indoor turf, a basketball, volleyball type thing, and then aquatic center on the other side, which will be competitive swimming, uh, Olympic sized pool, warm up, and then we'll have an outdoor water park as well. So awesome! I mean, do you hear all the things that are in place that are moving right now? Well, we could, well, we can go through this list and talk to you for the last you know ten minutes, and we hear bam, bam, bam. We got a plan. We got a plan. We got a plan. That's really exciting to hear. Well, and. I tell you what, there's so many other things that people really don't see. It's about, you know, your pavements. It's about sidewalks, right. all these things that we have doubled in the last two years in our budget to increase that. But we have to keep reinvesting in our community sure. um, because we're going to fall behind and, and we're trying to pick up, pick up. Again, Jonesboro Mayor Harold Copenhaver is here with us. If I said to you, what are you most proud of of your time in office thus far? Is there a way you can say, hey, this is what I'm most proud of, or these are the two things I'm most proud of, or is there just so much? I mean, because I'm listening to that list, like, bam, 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 there's just stuff. I could go on for hours, and I, I guess the biggest thing is I'm proud of this community. Yeah, I'm proud of who we represent. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else. It's not about an I. It's about we, and we do it as a community, and that's truly what I hope I represent, and uh, I'm proud to do so, and the citizens have allowed me at this point. What's the biggest challenge you face as the mayor or what does our community face that's our biggest challenge? You know, and and Brandon, that's perfect because communication, I think that's always the biggest challenge. And when I see things that are 
not going well or people have discrepancies, it's because we haven't sat down at the table and discussed it. Right. And when we do that, so it's, it's putting pieces together of the pie. And then when we do that, then we're able to move on and we come to solutions when we do that. So I think in essence, that's the biggest challenge. Kelly was telling me last night that she can tell you've been in the gym a whole bunch. She was saying you look like you're kind of getting shredded. Well, it's it's ripping. See, can you tell? Ripping. <laughs> no, so I mean, because part of part of being uh, healthy mentally, we talk to Doctor Spites about this all the time. Is having uh, you know physical fitness as a part of your day, and you've incorporated that over the last number of months. Well, I have, and because the first year, I mean, obviously, uh, I do a lot of business, and then I'm out a lot, and then I don't eat right. Yeah, and and so I felt that. And it's important that I be able to give back and be able to perform at the highest level. And so uh, I have to uh, have somebody that I'm accountable to. And so I do have uh, workout two days a week early yeah. in the morning. And, and he pushes me beyond my limits. Trust me. So you were telling me earlier, is it still true that you believe you're stronger than Dr. Todd Shields, oh my gosh, the chancellor Brandon, at Arkansas State? You know that Brandon likes to start stuff. <laughs> But the, you were telling me that, so it's fine. We won't. Uh, he, uh, he's kind of a he's more of a weightlifter. He's you know? a powerlifter. I'm, I'm more of a defined guy. Yeah. So you mentioned your hours because you said you have to work out early. What do the hours of a mayor look like? You know, and I think everybody sets a tone. But uh, previous mayors they they had different times and different time schedules, and and I go into work early. Right. And so it's funny how the employees adjust to that, right? Sure. And uh, so you know, I, I'm usually there from seven to seven, and wow. uh, but then. Uh, the great thing is I have wonderful support with my wife and, and family, and they realize that, and they allow me to do the job that I love to do. And um, But we get those calls at 1, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. It's always important, and, and my first responders always give me a call to make me aware of everything that's going on in the community. So it's crazy because if it's 7 to 7, that's Monday through Friday, no. and there's stuff that happens all weekend. All weekend. All weekend. And so Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly going, I try to be anywhere I can be for the community. And more importantly, anytime I can engage youth in our community, I want to show them there's opportunity right here in Jonesboro. Like your mayor's youth council. That's correct. What's important about that? Why do you love that? Man, I tell you, I learned so much from them and their ideas and the excitement. And uh, what I see is the ones that graduated last year, they're in leadership programs at all the universities that they go to or even two-year schools. So they're engaging themselves. I love that. And we love that about the prom fashion show too. A lot of times when you see those, those, uh, youth, those younger people who are, uh, you know, minded toward the community, you're like, golly, these are mm-hmm. going to be the next, uh, leaders of our community. That's right. That's right. What do you do in your spare time? I know there's not a lot of it, but like, if you finally get, let's say you have a few hours, what do you do? <laughs> Honey dues. <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps you working. She keeps me working. <laughs> you have a favorite show you like to watch or do you watch? Football or basketball or what? You know, I, I love athletics, and, and I, I love Arkansas State University and try to support all their athletic programs in every way possible. And I think it's as as the grandchildren now are progressing, then my time goes there. Yeah. And uh, But, uh, you know, TV shows, boy, I very rarely get to watch anything. Right. And, um, but uh, I do love to fish and hunt, uh, but those are very limited now. Man, it's awesome to have the chance to chat with you and just kind of catch up. You but we can. need to do this more often because I think just, uh, you know, to give your voice and people can hear it all at once and they can consume this, they can listen to it on the radio, on the podcast. I think that's important. Well, you know I'm open anytime. 
And it's that communication right there. You bet. He is the mayor of the city of Jonesboro. Harold Copenhaver joins us in studio this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Dr. Dana Watson from Families Inc. Counseling Services. She is a clinical psychologist who will read your brain today. He gets nervous every time we bring you on thinking that you're telepathic. Don't tell her I'm nervous. She he, already he knows. He does. He starts telling awkward jokes. I can definitely okay. tell. I know. Chandler. Don't you have friends. something else to do? Don't you have anything else to do? You called her, Brandon. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you hear the fact that we just had the mayor on, Mayor Copenhaver? I know. But, you know, he, uh, the mayor and Dr. Spites, those are really tough acts to follow. Yeah. I mean, they're all right. They're your opening act, so now you're the main event. Good luck. There you go. They're my opening act. Thank you, men. So, hey, you got to <laughs> deliver today if you're the main event. If you're the headliner, you got to be the you got to be the best, okay? No pressure. Let's do it. Let's do it. I intend to. Uh, let's uh, we, we always have different ideas on things we can talk about, right? And and what can we address that's going to be, you know, good for a universal audience about, uh, you know, mental health. Uh, and I was thinking about this, and Kelly and I were joking about this. Do you think sometimes people, maybe even myself, we might act uh, differently around you because you are a <laughs> clinical psychologist? Um, I definitely think um, that 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 probably before they get to know me, they can act a little bit um, uncomfortable, Brandon, or even yes. awkward sometimes. <laughs> You know, but I think it's like when you see your hairdresser out in public and you know your pastime to get your roots done, you just yeah. kind of turn and walk away. Or, you know, <laughs> if I haven't been to Weight Watchers in a couple of weeks, then I will, if I see the group leader, I'll just like turn and run. Yeah. So I can, I can understand the okay. feeling. You haven't been to church in a year like Brandon? Okay. Why would you even bring huh? something what? like that up? That's exactly. ridiculous. So, so as a psychologist, though, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your own life? I want you to tell secrets on yourself today, since you're going to ask us for stuff. What's uh, one of the biggest lessons you've learned oh. in your own life? Um, well, I'll tell you the truth. I have learned a lot, um, some of it the hard way. And also, I think I'm still learning a lot of lessons. You know, at this, at this age, I'm still learning. So when you say you've learned so much already, is it about yourself or life in general? What do you feel like you've learned? Um, I'd say both. You know, I was I was definitely lucky to have had a lot of breaks and blessings along the way. Um, and I'm a very hard worker in my own right. But I have also experienced um, a lot of loss. I think a few of the hits that I've had over the years have humbled me and they've made me realize that you can be blessed and work hard and life can still gut punch you. Yeah, that's important. You know, I like, think that's um, important. recently I had a, a health scare after a mammogram and it turned out okay after surgery, but I had the experience, like so many patients, of laying in bed and thinking about myself and my family and my mortality, um, and, and we've even had a suicide in our family, which was, of course, absolutely devastating, um, and it taught us all how delicate life can be. You think because you've gone through things like that, that uh, maybe you have a better understanding of other people because you've experienced that? You really get to experience both sides. Do you think you have a better understanding? I do think so. I don't think therapists have to have all the same traumas or life-changing events as their patients in order to be able to relate to them. But, 
But I can tell you, I can relate more empathically to parents of strong-willed children now that I have my own two little Danas running around. <laughs> yep. um, and I, can re- I can relate, you know, a little better to health scares and those, um, at least initial feelings, on a different level now. All right, I'm going to put you to work. I want you to create a cheat sheet for us live on the radio. Because uh, you say you've seen a lot of things. You've learned lessons from life. And uh, maybe we could save some people some heartache, right? Maybe we could help people. Uh, let's create the cheat sheet for people listening this morning. What would be on your cheat sheet? Mm, that's a good question. Okay, well, I can say off the top of my head, definitely I would suggest everybody understand what interpersonal boundaries are, um, how healthy boundaries can protect them and other people, and really how they can help block so many of the troubles that we get ourselves into without even realizing it. Um, I'm, I'm good at boundaries. I learned it from my mom. Right. So she was never rude or inappropriate. Uh, she did favors for people, and she served her community her entire life. But when her answer was no, it was no. I just feel like she's so confident um, in herself, and that confidence really has always made her powerful. And people just inherently recognize that they really can't mistreat her at least easily, you know, or misuse her or manipulate her. So growing up with her as a role model, I have developed the motto. um, If you and I are in a conversation or a situation and one of us is uncomfortable, it's just not going to be me. You know, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let somebody (laughs) treat me in a way that makes me uncomfortable without bringing it to light. You know, if, if, if you're pushing on me and I can feel myself becoming uncomfortable the way you're talking to me, the emotional manipulation that you're using, I'm going to very appropriately just call that out so that you and I are both aware of, aware of what's happening between us. So it's kind of like boundaries like, hey, don't speak to me that way and, and really just learning to say no and it's okay to say no, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. And those are two great examples. Um, Also, you know, just saying things like this conversation is making me uncomfortable. So I'm going to get off the phone now or leave (laughs) or I don't know how I feel about this. I'm going to need some time to think before I respond to your request Um, or even thank you for the invitation. But I'm not going to be able to help at this time. You know, I'll get back to you if it works for my schedule in the future. Right. And you know, basically, I think that it is helpful to learn to say no and understand that that is enough. You know, no more excuses or apologies are needed, um, that we're allowed to take time out and calm down that, so that we can reengage in a healthy way, that we can exit a conversation when we need to, and that we can certainly set physical boundaries like, please do not touch me again. Yeah. Um, it really does take practice to build that kind of confidence. So what if we, um, I guess, don't say what we mean at first and then like we dread having to go through the situations again or it continues or what if it feels like we can't stop it now? What do we do in that situation? Well, I mean, of course, we're talking about like day-to-day interpersonal annoyance. It's certainly not criminal actions or, or any type of sexual or physical assault. You know, that's different. It right. should be reported and handled by authorities. But I think where the practice comes in um, you know, none of us will all, will always get it right the first time. But once you realize that you're not comfortable, you can say that. You know, for instance, if you've agreed to do a favor for a friend or attend a party or serve on a committee, but then you realize you don't have the time or interest in doing that, 
I would call the person or maybe send an email and say, I've had a bit more time to consider your request and how full my plate is or my other obligations. And I'm just not going to be able to make time to do that after all. I hope you understand and can make alternative arrangements. But what happens in a situation where maybe somebody's there to uh, pour on the guilt or they get mad about it and, and they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. You told me you would be here. You told me you would do this. What about situations like that? Because I think that really probably does happen. Oh, I think so, too. And I think that sometimes that's a normal response back to us, you know, but especially if people aren't used to your boundaries or boundaries in general, they might have to think they have to work harder um, to get you to do something. But really, they may have to work harder to get their mind around your boundary. So they may do some protesting, you know, and this is the second layer um, of boundaries, keeping them firm when you've made a decision, despite the protesting reaction of others. You know, when there is like a protest behavior from another person, you can say, you know, I apologize for the change, but it's necessary. I won't be able to help you or I won't be able to attend. And, you know, you have to remember, we also remember good friends, decent people will respect your needs. Right. So the ones who don't really do show us um, what we need to know about them. See, I love that. I love the idea behind that, the boundaries and all that stuff, because I need to probably be better at setting boundaries. I think uh, my wife and Kelly both tell me, hey, you know, you say yes to too much stuff. Uh, But what else can we learn in this situation as we're trying to help people, uh, you know, make their life better? Um, I would say learn to listen to other people by seeing the world through their eyes, not your own. And that's really not super easy either. And like boundaries takes a lot of practice, but we should make our goals to listen and understand their perspective, you know, and honor their perspective and feelings. um, Even if we don't agree, Uh, and especially when we don't agree, you know, they get to feel the way they feel and shouldn't be dismissed or made to feel stupid. Someone, um, someone can feel hurt by what we did or said or didn't do. Um, And sometimes we can see it, and sometimes it's really hard to wrap our heads around. So I would say especially those hard-to-understand times when you get into a situation and you're feeling that that conflict arise or that rub come on, be curious about the people that you care about and, and try to figure out what it's like from their perspective. So help me, though. How can we do that? How can we figure it out from their perspective? Well, I mean, again, there are really simple statements. Like, we can say, I hear that you're really hurt, and that is not my goal at all. You know, but I'm really struggling to understand what this means for you, you know, and why why you feel that way. But I believe you. I just want to understand it better. Can you tell me more about that? And see, when you say it like that, I mean, that's not hard to do at all. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's really just getting comfortable and practicing saying what you're feeling. Right. Um, but it takes being intentional about wanting to, to learn boundaries and get comfortable with them. It takes being intentional about understanding other people and being committed um, to practicing those behaviors. And when we don't get it right, like um, if you start your own protest behavior when someone else is sharing their feelings, then stop, recognize that and stop yourself and then start again. And you can say, I'm sorry, I just caught myself reacting to you rather than listening. So please, can we start over? I'd really like to understand. And and that's a, 
that's a, a, a good skill for any relationship, marriages, children, you know, co-workers, just to learn to stop yourself and start over. I'm going to write that down and oh, memorize okay. it and start saying that yeah. to Brandon. Thank you, Kelly. I mm-hmm. appreciate that. I, I really love it. No, but it's, it's really. <laughs> I can a, help you too. Okay. But it is important. Uh, give us one more thing that we can work on. Okay. So um, I think one of the good lessons I have learned is that people can be good people and make bad decisions. You know, people are not only good or only bad. We're not black and white. There's a lot of gray in the human condition. Right. And I see a lot of patients who tell me, oh, I'm so dumb. I thought he was a good person, but then he Mm -hmm. did this. And I just think it's important that we see each other and ourselves as fallible, you know, often very selfish and self-focused humans. And we can be fundamentally good and well-meaning people and still do hurtful things. You know, for that matter, pretty rotten people sometimes do good things. You know, so I think it helps to see ourselves and other people as having the full gamut of possible behaviors and possibilities. And I would just encourage you, like, take a step back, realize that the person probably did do some good things, which is why you like them. Or maybe they are a good person. Maybe what you're seeing is normal, although disappointing, human behavior. Um, Or maybe what you're saying is really that they aren't the kind of person that you want in your life. But either way, they, like you, are guaranteed not to be perfect or to ever let you down. And see, I, I love this conversation because I think, you know, there's so many things that we've all learned. If we would have learned them earlier in life, we would have probably uh, saved some heartache. And then, you know, we've had to learn so much the hard way. But I would love to kind of continue this type of discussion with you uh, more in depth as we get into to next year as we're trying to do better. Because all of us set these resolutions. Hey, I want to do better in the new year. I'm not sure why we wait, but we'll wait until 2023 to do better. Uh, but for now, as, as some of the stuff that we've taken away from what you've said today, I'm going to learn you know, boundaries are important and I can be firm in my own boundaries and uh, not allow people to manipulate me and use me when I don't want to be used. And also, I think, and this is probably really important, the perspective of thinking about things through somebody else's eyes, give people some grace when they fail, uh, because guess what? At some point, I'm going to mess up, too. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Don't we all need some of that? Yeah, last night when I posted that we were doing this um, topic, I got like a thousand messages and people were like, oh, here's all the things I've learned. And I said, I think we could take this into 2020, take this through 2023, <laughs> which is like really solid life lessons, you know, that we can either learn for the first time if we didn't learn them early, because obviously earlier is better, or we can um, refresh ourselves because most people, I genuinely believe most people are doing the best they can with what they know. And hopefully they're committed or they will commit to a path of continued learning and growing. And you can do that day or you can wait till January 1st. (laughs) But another one I have to add is, and I'd love to do another one on this one, when you royally screw up and hurt someone else, which all of us will, we have to become mature enough to apologize quickly and to take responsibility for what happened, um, even if it causes a shame and embarrassment to admit our fault. Yeah, Mm. I think that's important, man. We're all going through life trying to navigate it. It's kind of like the Cody Johnson song where he says, I'm still learning to be human. We're all still learning to oh, be human. Absolutely. So if you guys have somebody you need to talk to, maybe there's a situation in your life and you're like, man, I don't know. I can't turn to family. I can't turn to friends. Sometimes life gets heavy. You need somebody to talk to. Think about Families, Inc. We like to say, think Families, Inc. 
You can call 870-933-6886 or go to familiesinc.net. And Dr. Dana Watson joins us this morning. We appreciate your time. And if we don't talk to you before Christmas, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to you both. All right. See you next you. year. All right. See you next year. Dr. Dana Watson on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Broadway superstar, Matt Cavanaugh. <laughs> What's happening, man? Oh, that's very too kind. Too kind. How are you? Hey, former, I former Broadway has been, Matt Cavanaugh. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I don't get to talk to very many people who have actually performed on Broadway. Broadway, so it's kind of cool to have the chance to talk about what you guys are doing with the Link Theater Company. Hey, we're doing it. So the Link Theater Company, you know, what we try to do with every production is we, we bring in professional talent from Broadway and, and link them with some terrific talent at A-State, where that's students or faculty, and some great talent from right here in Jones, we're on the surrounding area. And we think we've done that again with She Loves Me, um, our musical that uh, opens tomorrow night at the Fowler Center, Thursday through Sunday. There's five performances, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then a matinee on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Um, We brought in four awesome, amazing, crazy talented actors from uh, New York to star in the show, as well as some great students and faculty from ASU and uh, some neighbors that you you might not have never known, that that architect that uh, you go to church with or that's your neighbor. Hey, he just also happens to be a terrific actor and singer. Uh, It's a great combination, and we're really thrilled to present and give this show uh, to Jonesboro. It's, uh, it's a sneaky holiday classic. Uh, she loves me, uh, takes place around Christmas time. So it's the perfect uh, season to tell this story. Some great music. Um, the composer is the same composer that wrote uh, Fiddler on the Roof. People might not know She Loves Me, but they certainly know Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. The same writing team that wrote uh, the musical and movie Cabaret that starred Joe Gray. Um, so the writing is just phenomenal. The talent on stage, Jonesboro is just going to be blown away by the talent that they're going to see on that stage. And it's up close and personal at the Fowler Center this weekend. So tell me how you how you pull this off in a situation like this because you know you're you're calling in these these friends and these actors from Broadway who have performed all over the country. How do you sell it to somebody? Hey, we want you to come in and have essentially you know a, a four or five day run in Jonesboro. What does that pitch sound like? Well, you know, we reach out uh, to their agents. Of a lot of this has to be done uh, remotely, so we auditioned people and uh, interviewed, met with people via Zoom. Um, we talked about the show that we wanted to do. First off, it's a it's great material. Any actor that that uh, acts in the musical theater knows this material, knows the show, knows the music. So they would love to play these characters to have that opportunity. Um, we brought in a director from New York as well, someone that I worked with years ago as an actor, and now he's transitioned into a director and a writer. His name is Joe Langworth. He's done a phenomenal job with, with every uh, person in the cast, all of the team. Uh, our, it's a quick run, you know, so our team gets together for two weeks in the rehearsal studio, and then we move into the performance space for a couple days of uh, bringing in all the technical elements, the sound, the lights, the costume, uh, and then we have an audience. So, you know, they're here for three weeks, uh, and that's a pretty concise, uh, packed schedule for everyone involved. But uh, it it seems to be working, uh, and I know it's going to work uh, wonderfully well uh, with She Loves Me. Uh, I've gotten to sit in and and watch a couple of rehearsals. Again, I have not directed this show. I've just helped put everyone together, and I've been blown away by by what I've seen, and I know that audiences will. Even if they don't really... 
you know, see a lot of musicals, even if they don't know the show, She Loves Me, they can appreciate the talent, uh, the, the singing, the, the music, uh, the passion that is on that stage, and they're going to have a great time. Okay, so I was going to ask you, sell me on, uh, on going to a show like this. Let's say there's somebody who uh, hasn't been, you know, been to very many productions or not really sure is this family friendly. How would you sell me and my family on coming to see She Loves Me? Absolutely. It's perfect for the entire family, you know, uh, whether you're uh, young or still young at heart. Uh, It's incredible music. Um, A a lot of the songs are really kind of classic Broadway musical songs uh, that are sung throughout the country. Um, The source material that the musical is based on uh, is the same same play. It was based on a play written back in the 30s that was then turned into a musical, For She Loves Me, and has then since been turned into a movie that you might recognize called You've Got Mail. It starred Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, two people that that fall in love uh, in the musical's case. They fall in love by writing letters to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, By day, they work together in the same environment, and they hate each other's guts by day, uh, not knowing <laughs> that that person that they can't really get along with is who they're actually falling in love with uh, through letters, and that's the journey that we go on throughout the night. There's lots of other plots, you know, lots of other characters' journeys that we take, but that that's the main storyline, um, and it's perfect for the entire family. Really, you know, Grandma can bring you know their grandchild, and uh, everyone will have a great time. And again, it's happening at the Fowler Center in the Simpson Theater, which is even more intimate. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a super intimate show. Yes, there's only about 150 seats uh, per performance. If you're someone who goes to the theater regularly, you know, you probably go to uh, and sit in a traditional, uh, what we call a proscenium theater, you know, the stage and you're back in the audience. If you go, if you're fortunate enough to go see shows at the Orpheum in Memphis or even go to New York to see Broadway shows, you can be, you know, really far back there. You know, those houses may see the thousand, two thousand, three, four, five thousand people. You're up in the third balcony in the last row and you look down that stage and it's like a little, some little ants running around and right. you hear music, but you're not really sure who that person is. <laughs> right. You're not going to have that, that problem here at the Fowler Center, um, in the Simpson Theater. You're up close and personal and these actors, uh, that we brought in from Broadway, They've done dozens of Broadway shows, national tours, television, uh, film productions, and they're starring right alongside, you know, ASU students and, and local talent, and you're, you know, 10 feet away from them. I mean, the, the experience is just going to be awesome for our audience to take in. Again, it's She Loves Me, presented by the Link Theater Company. If you guys want to find out more and you want to grab tickets, you can go to thelinktheater.org or by calling uh, the ASU box office, which is 870-972-2481. Matt Cavanaugh, two seven eight one two seven eight one. That's I think that's eight. That's nine seven two ASU one. You got it. Uh, so nine seven two two seven eight one. All right, Matt Cavanaugh joins us this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Have a great day, man, and good luck as we go through She Loves Me, which again opens tomorrow and runs through Sunday. We'll see you there, man. Thanks, Brandon and Kelly. All right, Matt Cavanaugh on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care, part of Wet Nose Wednesday. How you doing this morning, Doc? I'm doing great. Anything new in the world? The sun is shining, finally. 
No, we just now looked outside. We've been in here and we've been hustling with everybody we've talked to this morning. And uh, I walked out toward the back door and Michael Steele's like, look, the sun is here. Like we've never seen the sun mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. So, hey, uh, messy yards, man. I'm thinking about all the people like my yard waterlogged. Dogs have to go outside. They can't help but drag the mud in. It's crazy, right? It's pretty messy out there. And a lot of dogs don't even like to go out when it's wet leaves and mud. And mine don't. Mine don't hey, what, either. What's your take on puppy pads? Are they good to have in the house? I know a lot of people, when they have smaller dogs, they have puppy pads. What do you think? You know, uh, yeah, some some dogs are strictly trained to, to the pads. And, you know, it kind of confuses the dogs if you want them to use the puppy pad and go outside both. Now, some yeah. dogs can do that, but, you know, you probably ought to stick to one or the other. Yeah, that's interesting. Why can't we train uh, dogs to use a litter box like cats do? You know, I never have figured that out. I think it's just a natural, you know, innate instinct for cats to want to bury their their stool and, and urine, you know, it's just kind of keeping it hidden, you know, in the wild. They don't, you know, it kind of hides it from other predators. And, uh, oh. um, but I don't know why it'd be nice if dogs would do that. I've trained my two dogs to use the toilet. <laughs> right. Her two dogs use the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't any, I don't have any anymore because of them. No. Yeah. That, for real. That's why I look at like, you know, in our house, there's mm-hmm. carpeted, a couple of carpeted areas. I'm like, man, if you have dogs, carpet's tough, yes. man. Hey, yeah. what do you think yeah, smarter we're, dogs we're or cats? Oh, wait, your car, no carpet, no carpet anywhere. Uh, smarter dogs or cats. What you think? Uh, I, you know, it depends on what area. I think it's a toss-up because dogs are smarter in some areas and cats are smarter in others. So, hmm. see, I kind of would think that maybe why is the cat so aloof? Then dogs is it, are it, from Mars. Women, I mean, dogs are from Mars. Cats are from Venus. Yeah, maybe haven't that's you read that is. book? <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But cats seem so <laughs> aloof. It's almost like they're better creatures. You know, they they don't they they weren't pack animals and you know in the wild and. You know, they were usually lone hunters, except for like, you know, prides of lions. They're one of the few cats that actually you would consider kind of more of a pack animal. But, but you know, most cats in the wild are, are solitary lone hunters. And, uh, you know, they just don't form, form groups. You know, it's crazy. I was talking to my wife the other day about uh, Murphy Lee. What the hook going to be? Oh, I don't need no Murphy hook on this beat. He is my golden cava, whatever poo. Yeah, um, you don't know. But it's weird how like you can have this like a dog can develop an emotional relationship with their human. Like Murphy mm-hmm. is such a loving dog, uh, and I think that's so unique because you don't see squirrels doing that. You don't see you know raccoons doing that. Cats don't do that. I wonder what it is about a dog that makes them love that human relationship so much. You know, I think when the dog, when dogs and wild dogs were domesticated, they became so closely associated with humans that, you know, that bond and and through the through the years, the thousands of years, that bond has strengthened. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, there's some very affectionate cats, you know, that are almost like dogs in that respect. But, you know, a lot of cats just, you know, they'll come to you on their own terms and, you know, if they need something or they may, you know, want to be headed a couple times and then they'll go about their business. So uh, I think it's their closeness of the relationship over time that uh, humans have had with dogs. I was just thinking about like I was watching Murphy and I was thinking we let this animal literally he's a, he's an animal just roam the house. He hops up in the bed and cuddles with us. Mm-hmm. And 
Like you couldn't do that with even a ferret or something like that. It's just wild that dogs are, mm-hmm. are have been bred to be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. What did you bring for us today for Wet Nose Wednesday? You know, I thought this would be a fun one. You know, there's a, um, a company called Rover. That, they've done this for the past 10 years, but they list the most popular dog names of the year. And this came out in November. You know, they wait till the end of the year. And um, believe it or not, this was kind of interesting. Um, there were some COVID-associated names, but those have really decreased significantly, all except for one. You know, one of the fairly popular names uh, in the in the past couple of years was Rona and Fauci. No, it's uh, not. Think, yeah, but those are down. Oh, and COVID was even Fauci, a dog thing, uh, a fairly common name, but it's trending down 85% since last year. Rona's down 27%, and Fauci's <laughs> down 55%. And what they found, the only COVID-inspired name that's up is Pfizer. It's up 185% from last year. Really? But yeah, but none of those are the most common dog names. You know, I'm going to list the most common male dog names from 1 through 10. Okay. Number 1 has been the top of the list in the last 10 years since Rover has been doing this, since they started tracking this. And this is kind of, these are names in a database of millions of pets. Right. Number 1, any guess? Rover. It's not Rover. Lassie. It, uh, Spike. Is it Spike? Fido. No, number one is Max. Has been for the last 10 years. Yeah. Number two, Charlie. Three, Cooper. Four, Milo. Five, Buddy. Six, Rocky. Seven, Bear. Eight, Teddy. Nine, Duke. Ten, Leo. There you go. Pretty simple names. Yeah. Hmm. There's no, I I didn't hear a baby doo-doo on the list. I, you know, I mean, and I will tell you, just to spoil as a spoiler, none of our dogs made it. Uh, <laughs> Baby Doo Doo, Murphy Lee, uh, Miss Potts. I thought Miss Potts would squeak in there, but she didn't. No, and, no. Uh, and Boner didn't make it, or Bones. What, what do you call him, Bones? Oh, my. His name is Bones, or Bonezer. <laughs> he got it close enough. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a hard one uh, to get most sometimes. Common, okay, common, Most common female names, any guess? Uh, Lucy. Daisy. Lucy. Is it Lucy? Bella. Uh, Bella's number two. What could it? Tinkerbell. No. No. <laughs> Luna. Luna's the number one name. That's and you funny. know, believe it or not, in, in 2013, Luna ranked 20th. And by 2018, it climbed its way to second. And it finally got in first place this year. So oh, Luna, nice. Bella, Daisy, Lucy, Lily, uh, Zoe. Lola, Sadie, Bailey, and Stella. Was there any Brandons? Okay, that's their female no Brandon, names. No Brandons at all. Um, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. Some trending names, some of the top trending dog names uh-huh. is Fezco. Says it's up 2,385% this year. And I didn't know what Fezco is, but it's from the hit show Euphoria. Okay, I didn't know what that was either, so. I don't either, I don't know, but. Uh, but some other names, Mossberg. Now I can see that for hunting dogs. Yeah. Um, beige. I could see Kelly naming a dog beige. No, uh, I would not <laughs> name a dog beige. <laughs> she chose Bowser um, instead. Pots. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Miss Pots. Um, now the the top cat names. Uh, this is kind of this is male and female. Ten most popular cat names. Believe it or not, Luna's number one. Okay. Um, the same same as the top uh, female dog name. 
Oliver is number two, then Loki, Milo, Leo, Bella's in there at number six, yeah. Charlie, um, Moki, Lily, and Willow. Hmm. So, kind of interesting. Uh, you know, unfortunately, none of our dogs' names made the breed. Maybe next, maybe we ought to go on a campaign and try to get them voted for, get more people to name their dogs one of our dogs' hmm. names. We'll make the top ten. There you go. I think Baby Doodoo is the one we should stick with because I think that is the I'm most unique. It's not trending. Yeah, uh, that should be trending. I am surprised by that as well. So when you're outside and you're yelling for your dog, what do you yell? Uh, usually I either abbreviate it just to shorten it to baby or sometimes I'll say doo-doo. Doo-doo, get over here. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine his neighbors? He's out there in the backyard. His <laughs> house all lit up. He's going, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> baby. Well. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have very I don't have any close neighbors, so yeah. oh, they've <laughs> all moved off. Yeah, they all moved away. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate uh, we appreciate your time this morning. Okay, well, enjoy the sunshine today. All right, y'all. He is the man you need. Woo! He is Doctor Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He's our best friend, and he's the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Doctor Kevin Reed from Vet Care with Wet Nose Wednesday. Find out more about Vet Care when you go to vet carecom or on Facebook when you search Vet Care Jonesboro. I know my stuff when it comes to Vet Care. Thanks, Doc. We appreciate you, man. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Next week, man. It is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered. Why'd I do that? Stop laughing at me. Okay, man. <laughs> Next week, man. <laughs> Word to that? your mother. No, this is no. the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by families. Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. You know, so typically when we format the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. uh, I know every guest who's coming in. And Kelly told me that we had like a surprise guest. Yes. For uh, eight fifty this morning, please welcome Candy Baker. Oh. Hi, from How are Embassy Suites. Yeah, anything to avoid having to go to work. Oh, Brandon <laughs> Baxter. Brandon, this is part of my job. Oh, it is. I'm delivering gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are to the people who do so much for Jonesboro, like, like Kelly. Yeah. Baker? Oh, that is so yeah. Hang on. sweet. Yeah. You brought, no, that's not yeah. how this game works. Yeah, wow. yeah. I no, brought, no. I, I went across the street and dropped Scott's off, and then- um, You brought something to him? Yeah, yeah. He absolutely. doesn't even work here anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> I haven't seen him in months. Oh, um- Is yeah. he here? Yeah, he is. Oh. He is. I gave him a hot chocolate charcuterie tray from the embassy. What? But Kelly just, she deserves so much more. I'm so such a delight. Candy. She you have is. fallen into this trap. So I've it's got a her some wine. They're actually, yeah. You, wait, you, I, brought, you literally wow. brought her wine yeah. and me nothing? Yeah, Thank and then so I made much. her some ooey gooey cake. Right. Why she, is this even happening? You know what the best part is? There's a piece of uh, <laughs> peanut brittle, and I want to eat this in front No, you're not going to eat that. No, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're turning she, off half the audience. She just does so much for us and for the community. I you just, know, she I does really so much. Appreciate this. I appreciate you. I'm yeah. always there when she's there. Are you upset at the embassy Are suites? You? I'm always there. Are you? Do you not I've, see I've me? Never I'm seen with you. you. I'm like weird. your handler. No, here's the deal. You're fired up because every <laughs> once in a while. No matter who the guest is, we'll have little sessions where we turn it around and bash Candy Baker. No, there ain't no we. There's no we. It is you bash Candy Baker. You always want to talk mess about her. I don't talk. And you say she's the, you say all kinds of horrible things about her when there was one time, remember she was in that big corporate meeting Yes. and you said something and she was in another state and Mm -hmm. it got back to her. Mm -hmm. Talking to our owner. 
You were talking to the owner of the hotel? I was talking to the owner of all of the O'Reilly hotels. No, you weren't. And I get a text saying, you need to turn on the radio. (laughs) Yes, excuse me, Mr. O'Reilly. I need a moment. <laughs> Brandon Baxter is talking they're, trash again. They're talking. Hey, just tell them that's great publicity because we're talking about the embassy that's suites. True, that's true. And we do, we, we do, do appreciate, appreciate you know the relationship that we've developed with you guys over the years. Absolutely. Um, because I mean, you know, and we say it, and and I want people to realize if you've never seen the inside of the embassy, it is like being in a major, like top ten market, but it's in Northeast Arkansas. It is. Thank you. We're very proud of it. We work very hard, even though you never see me because I'm always out and about, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, Brandon. <laughs> that's that's got to be what mm-hmm. it is. No, but the team you guys have developed there, you know, is is a pretty good little team too. It is a good team. Um, we're there with hula hands and just. There's a few of us who have been there since pre-opening, so since yeah. 2019, and. We like to work hard and play hard. Well, I think that's what's neat about that is, you know, you, there's so many elements to it. Obviously, if, if you like want to do even a staycation, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, I used to go over and right. are you okay if I mention another place I used to go stay like when it was our staycation time? In Jonesboro? No, not here. Oh, yeah. No, like, so we go across the river in like yeah. the, the older hotel downtown, right? The people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because hey, that's cool and, and you have the whole vibe and there was right, the lobby right. and all that stuff. Absolutely. But guess what? We have that in we Northeast do. Arkansas. We now. do. And we're about to roll out some fun stuff that you're going to be able to do here in Northeast Arkansas, too. So. In 2024. Oh, you do? Is mm-hmm. it still true y'all are about to start rolling out a red carpet and Brandon is going to waddle out? And it, jump it into is. the fountain. Waddle out. What does that he's, even mean? He's going to waddle out at, at noon every day. That's <laughs> <laughs> right after this show, it's the Brennan Baxter awesome. and Kelly. Kelly <laughs> Kelly's going to have on a little tuxedo, a little. <laughs> no, she's just okay. going to film you and be your handler. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that's what we that's need. That's true. Hey, no, uh, I know in the past, I don't know if I've uh, talked to you about this. New Year's Eve has mm-hmm. always kind of like been a deal. Uh, yes. That's actually my wedding anniversary. Is there anything going on awesome. this year for New Year's Eve? Yeah, we're going to do a party again. We're having the Soulsations, and we had them the first year we were Ooh. open, and everyone was so pumped that they've been back every year since. So yeah. um, you can go online or call the hotel and book a little staycation with New Year's Eve. And yeah, cool. I think there's even breakfast at midnight. Oh, is there really? <laughs> yes. What about, like, is there going to be a toast? Of course. You have to toast for 20. 20- oh, wait, 2023. I'm yeah. two years ahead. She's yeah. going to toast for 2024. <laughs> she's already given up on 2023. She is she's futuristic. She likes to look ahead. Uh, uh, let's talk about the food. Cause every time we go there and like the last number of times we came out for, uh, for a football tailgate, mm-hmm. uh, the new stuff from hula hands, they were all just, oh they want us to try all this new food, right? I know. Horrible for you. What? But you have to try our food. No, but they brought so much. And I felt like, because like the last time we were there, there were like three appetizers Uh and a couple of entrees Uh and all the different stuff. And we had already had the breakfast bar too. (laughs) (laughs) But like the food from Houlihan's for people Uh who haven't been there in a minute, or maybe you've never even been to Houlihan's because you thought you had to have a room at the hotel. Really good stuff. Absolutely. They're rolling out new menus and um, just that team is revamping and it is it is crazy. That fried cheese, I have to oh. stay away from Houlihan because I'll mm-hmm. gain 20 pounds in a day. No. And let's talk about the cheese. Here's what I love about it. When I went back and I was telling my wife I was trying to sell her on the cheese, I said, <laughs> typically you go buy like, let's say you buy cheese sticks, right? Because right. you like the cheese on the inside and you like the coating and, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but there's a ton of bread around it, right. right? Or maybe you go and you're getting the cheese bread from you know someplace right. or something like that. This is literally just right. like a block of cheese flattened out <laughs> with a little bit of panko crumbs or something Correct. like that on it. Correct. It's like cheese cheese. Mm-hmm. It's cheese cheese. Freaking good. good. I, I know. It's it's yeah. I can't. Uh, you got me stumbled. Usually I have a lot to say, but when it comes to that cheese, my mind wanders. 
Uh, the wraps, the lettuce wrap things we had. Yeah. Those things are really mm-hmm. good, too. Everything's really good. Oh, and the mushrooms, because I'm a mushroom. Oh, my gosh, the stuffed mushrooms. They're like the size of baseballs. They really are. And that's what Hands, like all the Hands mm. in the U.S., that's what they're known for. They're stuffed mushrooms. I don't even like mushrooms, but I like those. No, they're delicious. They're stuffed with goodness. So all kinds of stuff going on at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. It's right by the campus of Arkansas mm-hmm. State. Book a staycation, man. There's no sense in, in leaving yeah. town to go somewhere. You can stay right there. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And, you know, I'm always there to help. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's true. Thankfully, they have uh, the rest of the staff is good at I the Embassy like Suites. I would like to take this time off. <laughs> Hey, really, where's my, where's my no, present? No, I would like to take this time and thank the embassy for my gift. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. And oh, no, where's uh, I'll share it with Candy <laughs> okay. as we leave. Candy Baker joins us. This is actually her first and last visit in the studio, so she didn't bring me nothing. She's out of here. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you check out today's podcast, tons of great guests on the show today, uh, including the mayor of Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. Mayor Harold Copenhaver, he stopped by this morning, and we gave him a – I mean, we were talking about some of the most uh, pressing stuff for the community. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about, hey, new pools, aquatic centers, all the different stuff that they're trying yeah. to do. Extra police presence out uh, around the holiday shopping season. Uh, what's the real vision behind connecting Arkansas State and downtown? Like mm-hmm. why is that important? What about industry coming to town? We talk about – uh, all these different things uh, with him. I thought that was a pretty cool interview. It was really cool. So Harold Copenhaver is on today. Dr. Shane Spites was on. Uh, we did more doc talk with him. We brought up Coach Mike Leach, who was from Mississippi State. He's the football coach who passed away with a heart mm-hmm. attack. And things that we can learn uh, from that, things that we should watch out mm-hmm. for, why we should have more preventative maintenance done on ourselves. Uh, we talked to him about that. Matt Cavanaugh was on getting us set for She Loves Me with the Link Theater Company, Dr. Kevin Reed. Unfortunately, uh, Candy Baker stopped by from the Embassy they, Suites. They uh, stopped by to honor me for doing so many things for um, the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? We have Dr. Dana Watson on as well from Families and Counseling Services. Uh, her deal, and it was really smart about uh, ways we can do better and better treat other people and ourselves and really just living a better life. All of that on today's podcast. All you have to do is search Arkansas's morning show with, <laughs> with Brandon and Kelly wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The season finale of Survivor, the season finale of Lego Masters, Masters of Illusion, Christmas Magic 2022 is on tonight. The one-hour special Finding Harmony is on tonight with John Legend. The finale of The Santa Clauses on Disney+, and I know you're excited about this one, Willow, Episode 6 on Disney+. Plus. All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.